change around my team. Yeah, we off the leash. You could look us in the eyes and see we have peace. Black and gold, that's the colors when we go to war. When we step up on that field, you go hear my roar. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. Yeah, nobody hitting harder. Better keep your guard up. Welcome to the Pawski Wee Wee Instant Reaction Show. I am Mike Graham, and I'm with my uh, co-host Josh Smith. And the Tiger Cats lose their second preseason game, eighteen to seventeen, on a last-second field goal by the Argonauts. Uh, Josh, how did you feel about this one? Can I start by ranting about something? Well, of course, go ahead. So, what did you listen to on the call for the game? Did you listen to the Argos or the Tiger Cats? I listened to the the Argos because I couldn't sync up the Ticats uh, radio broadcast because you couldn't really pause it, so it was really hard to sync it up. So I had to go with the Argonauts. I'm go- pardon my language. The Argos call was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, don't, it was I pretty don't bad. Understand why people think Mike Hogan is a good play by play guy? He's just a Homer troll, and. <laughs> Like, so I ended up switching over at the end of the first quarter. I was fine with it. But yeah, you were about to play behind. Like, you would hear the play happen before from the Ticats radio broadcast to, mm-hmm. like, what we actually saw. But I, I, I would rather deal with that than – there was I, – I listened to a quarter of the, of the game, Mike, of those guys, and I heard them praising the Argos for, like, minimal stuff. They were They were, like – they were cracking. It was, it was it was amateur hour. It was. Now I had a friend text me that said that they were bigging up the Argos rushing attack after someone had like, I'm, I'm looking at the stats right now. I think it was Let had like 14 yards at halftime. My friend's like, oh yeah, they were saying how great of a job he did. It's not a great job if you have 14 yards and five carries. And I just I just thought it was unprofessional. Like I get it. You're the home broadcast team. So you're supposed to be a little in favor of that squad. But when I swapped over to the Ticats one and listened to RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker, it was like night and day. Like I was, comp- if I'm an, if I was the Argos, I would be ashamed of what, of Mike Hogan calling that game. It was like calling them the tabby kitties every time. Like just grow yeah. up. It, it, it's like call the game. Like you're a friggin' adult, man. Like it, 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 it turned like, I was like, I'll give him a shot. I've heard great things about, like, I don't listen to a lot of radio stuff, right? Like, the games are on TV, mm-hmm. watch the game, and I'm not going to listen to a bunch of, I'm, like, when am I ever going to listen to the Argos radio call? Like, never going to happen. So I gave it a shot, and I was just, like, I was rolling my eyes. Like, it was it was awful, man. It was so, so awful. And and just then hearing the Ticats feed and Much better. The, the difference between the two, I was like, okay, I, I don't care that I'm behind based on what I'm seeing, this is way more palatable from a professionalism standpoint. I was, I was really disappointed in what I heard from the Argos crew, really disappointed. 
Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, the tabby kitties thing, you know, he he said it the first time when I kind of smirked a little bit, mm-hmm. like not even a little bit. It was, it was still like kind of corny and bad. Yeah. Um, but then he kept using it. And it's like, my goodness. But uh, yeah, you're right. The uh, RJ Broadhead and uh, Luke Tasker do a great job. I listened to the game last week and I thought they did a phenomenal job. So and Luke Tasker is just, you know, he, he might have been doing the games last year as well, but he seems like a seasoned vet to me. And that's not not just me saying it because I'm usually Luke, Luke Tasker fan. No, and the thing I noticed is like they would give the Argos credit when something went well. They would criticize the Ticats. Like they were they were very harsh on the on the punting. Like every time the punt came out, every, the punters came out. It was always like, "Oh, we got to see after last week," and it wasn't very good. Like it it felt it felt while there were obviously they were swayed towards the Ticats side. It still felt very much like it was as neutral as I think you would be able to get from a home broadcast crew, which was the complete opposite of what I saw or what I heard from the Argos. But let's talk about the actual game. We we can, we can, we, I've, I've said my piece. If you want to say something, go ahead. But if you want to get into the game, we can get into the game. Oh, we can get into the game. There's not, there's not a ton to talk about here, especially offensively. I thought they showed us nothing really. I, you know, Dan Evans didn't play at all. Um, You know, the offense looked kind of anemic, not very good at all. Um, but a question I have for you is, you know, it's a second week in a row, and I know it's preseason games, but the second week in a row where the starters in the secondary kind of got picked apart. Is that something we have to worry about at all with all that talent back there? Uh, I I don't know. The Argos played their starters the entire first half, and I'm not uh, – it's – I don't think I'm worried because there there was some nice plays by the defense. Like Richard Leonard had a good pass breakup in the back of the end zone. Seante Evans had a good pass breakup. I believe it was just in front of the end zone. So like the the, the secondary made some plays. I'm wondering if maybe I'm wondering if maybe the defenses haven't adjusted like the play calling, and maybe this is a Mark Washington thing to the hash marks because it's a lot of. You still see guys way off the ball, way off their man. It's a lot of like short seven yard intermediate stuff that seems to be causing them troubles. And I do wonder if maybe that's maybe maybe part of it's a lack of playing together because Leonard's back. I know that. But like Darby's in there and he's new to the team as good as he is. It's still you have to form some cohesiveness back there. Right. So I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm worried so much. I like talk to me in a month. If in a month they're still getting cooked, then we'll then we'll have the worried conversation. But it's preseason. I'm, I'm not overly, overly concerned right now. It's, it's. If there was on a scale of one to ten, my on like a concern meter, I'm at like a two. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, you know, it, it hasn't looked good, but it, it's just the preseason. I don't really look too heavily into anything that happens in the preseason. So, uh, you know, obviously the talent in the secondary is uh, second to none, and I think we'll be fine there. Um, now, what do you think about the quarterbacks? We had uh, Jamie Jamie Newman and Jalen Morton. Uh, Jamie Newman went eight for eight, so that's for 88 yards and a touchdown pass. Uh, Jalen Morton went six for 11, uh, 44 yards and an interception. So, um, if you have to venture a guess from uh, these guys' performances over the last couple of weeks, who who would you say would get the number three job in that quarterback slot? How come I don't see Matthew Schiltz's number here? I was told by Mike Hogan that he was starting the game and that he was in there for the yeah. first few times. I, I don't see him down here. Now, maybe it's because he actually wasn't in the goddamn game and he's yeah. Yeah. learned the guys. But 
again, just another instance of, again, I don't want to harp on it too much. Just another instance of where, come on, get your, get your shit together, guys. As for the quarterback thing, uh, I mean, we didn't see much of Newman last week. He didn't even register. He had one pass attempt, but it didn't count because it brought up the pass interference flag that led to the game-winning field goal. I would have liked to have seen them alternate quarters, I think, more than do one guy first half, one guy second half. Because I, if, if you're basing it solely on this game, Newman's the guy. I thought he looked way better, way more poised in the pocket. He had a couple of really nice throws to touchdown pass to Anthony Johnson, which I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I am going to pat myself on the back. Anthony Johnson was one of my players after camp and, and the preseason. He's a guy that I think is going to make this team. Uh, I think he, there's a good chance when we get into at the end of the end of this, uh, we're going to do our starters for the season opener. I think there's a really good chance that he's going to land on my starters list. Uh, but no, if, if I'm going with the, what we saw tonight and what we saw over the preseason, I, I think Newman has more than outperformed Morton. I think Morton didn't look good. You talked about the offense being anemic. A lot of that in, anemia was was Morton's play in the first half. He, I, I think I said it last week, he looks a lot like Quentin Porter to me. A lot of one read and go. And there were some designed runs, so I understand that. But there were a lot of high throws from him. He threw a really bad interception. That came off of what I think it was two plays before. He almost threw a pick there and was saved by Emmanuel Butler on a nice tip play. If if go just going on this game, and I know the team's not going to go on this game, I think Newman's won the third string job. What about you? Yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to agree. You know, Morton had his moments. Um, you know, when the plays broke down in the first game and in this game, you know, he had his moments. But I think overall you got to go with the other guys. So um, and another big question that we have going into the season is the punting. Now, we had a little bit of a disagreement. I didn't think the punting was that great tonight, and you, you thought it was pretty good. Uh, what did you see? Whitford. I thought Whitford won the punting yeah. tonight. I yeah, he was, better. he was better, for sure. And I say that, but the very last punt of the game was dreadful. He was great before. He had a couple that bounced into the end zone, and that's – I mean, that happens, but he, he – I mean, the one the Argos took out of the end zone, which was silly, although – if you would have taken the knee in the end zone, we have an 18-18 tie as opposed to an 18-17 loss. But, I mean, who cares? It's preseason, so I don't really care about the final score. I think Whitford won the punting job tonight. I think he was he was better than Hayes. Hayes's punts were fine. I thought the punting was be- this week was way better than last week. I don't think there yeah, was yeah. – I don't think there was a single – It, no it can get up worse. What did you say? I said it couldn't get much worse than last week. <laughs> No, it couldn't get much. The only way it could get worse if there were negative yardage punts. Yeah, we didn't see that at all. But we, uh, I think, I thought again, like I said, it was better this week. I thought Hayes was adequate. I don't, I, I didn't love him, but Whitford had a couple of really good punts that were helped out by some great coverage. Uh, Jarek Richards had some great coverage. He had a tackle in this one on a, on one. He's he, I think he, uh, I think it was Nawa, the the global player, the Frenchman, that he sprung like kind of took the block off and then the French guy got the tackle. So, I mean, there was some special teams was better this week than last week. So, I mean, and we also had the big touchdown run that I think cemented Lawrence Woods as a guy that's going to be on this team. That was an, that was an amazing punt return touchdown. 99 yards. Yeah. 99 yards. And like, he's, he's fast and he can also play coverage teams. And he also, I thought played really well on defense. He had a, I think he had a pass breakup or, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's actually, if I'm looking at the stats correctly, just going to scroll Five down. defensive tackles. Five yeah, tackles, I think he so. led the team in tackles tonight. Yeah, he yeah he's tied, so, tied with roll. Yeah, so, 
I meant you don't really want your DBs leading the team in tackles. I get that. But in the preseason, you want to see these guys get in there. So I think punting wise, yeah, I'm not overly like I'm not over the moon with what we have, but I think after today I'm I'm a little less concerned. And I do think that Whitford Whitford won the job. Why why did you think it was it was as bad as as uh, well, it just looks, worse than I thought? It looked like a lot of low punts, low driving punts. Um but but then when I look at the numbers, you know, it's pretty adequate. I mean he had forty eight yard average on punts and Blake Hayes at a forty nine point six yard average. So with a long of sixty nine for Blake Hayes and a long of 56 for Joel Whitford. So, yeah, the punting was actually pretty good. I, I uh, misjudged that. Um, but then we got the field goal kicking, and, uh, you know, we didn't get many kicks. I think it was just one from Small, but he nailed a 51-yarder. So he's been pretty good in the last uh, in their first two preseason games. So he might be the guy. Maybe, but I, do, did you see in the – in, the, in preseason, again, you can't talk about camp because yeah, obviously you haven't been there, but from what I've seen in camp and now in the preseason games, I haven't seen anything to take the job away from Michael Domagallo. Like, I think I could see a guy like Small staying on like the practice roster to start the season, and I think roster decisions might have something to do with this too because you're, you're going to have if, – if you're going to use one of your DIs, your designated imports on a kicker, then that means that a guy like Lawrence Woods is not is not going to be on the team. You know what I mean? So I could see them at least starting off this season with Doma Gallup, but I was very impressed with Small's 51-yard field goal. Kicking at Guelph is is not easy, and uh, Boris Bede missed one going in that direction too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the kicking game, I was way more worried about the kicking game going into the, into the preseason here than I have been coming out of it. I think either guy would give them the best chance to maybe not win, but I think either guy could do the job. I just think that I could see it where other roster considerations and because he hasn't been, I don't, I don't think, and it's the same kind of way with Whitford, the incumbent to me that you have to be that much better than them to, to take their job. And I don't think that I've seen enough from any of the punters or kickers that weren't the guys that were here last year to take the job away from, but that maybe that's just me. We'll find out later this week and they make their cuts. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, is there anything else from this game that jumped out at you? I'm trying to think I'm looking through my notes here. Uh, Dejan Lee was a nice surprise. He had a really good punt return. I think it was in the first half. He only got like 10 or 12 yards, but he, it was like one of those ones. It was like he was on the sidelines. I think it was the first punt return of the game. I really liked what I saw to him. I liked what I saw to him on offense as well. I think this, it's going to be difficult for him to make the team, however, because this mm-hmm. team is just so loaded at running back. And uh, Wes Hills was once again pretty, pretty dominant, especially when it came to like those short runs up the middle. But uh, he doesn't make anyone miss. He doesn't right. break tackles, and I think that that's going to be his downfall when it comes to potentially making this roster because in the CFL you gotta you can't just get three yards and, and fall forward. You gotta make guys miss and pick up five, six, seven yards. And I just don't know if that's as good as he's been and I've been impressed by him. I just don't know if he's got that part of the game down. And if you don't have that it's gonna be hard to get on the roster. Yeah, especially with the guys in front of him like uh you know they have Don Jackson and Thomas Erlington and Malik Irons and you know it's gonna be tough to crack that roster. But um I thought the defensive line was uh not great tonight. You know, there wasn't a lot of pressure on uh, the Yaganoth quarterbacks. You know, it, it's only the preseason, I know. But uh, is that a concern for you at all? 
Nah, because I think the the defensive line for most, I think most of them were out of there by the start of the second quarter. Like I think mm-hmm. Teddy was the only guy that's going to see high amount of minutes that was still in there. But I'm looking at the like I don't. There wasn't a lot of sacks, but they. I thought they got a decent amount of pressure. Like there were a couple times when they got in there. There was the grounding call on McLeod Bethel Thompson that would have been would have been a sack if he wouldn't have thrown the ball. He escaped Dylan Wynn uh, on one that I think nine times out of ten Wynn would have. Cam Kelly got in there. I know he's not a lineman, but he came in there a couple blitzes and made a couple nice plays. So again, I'm not going to read too much into into what we saw in a preseason game. I, I thought the run defense was excellent once again. I yes. think yes. That, that goal line stand. That and the Argos ended up scoring a touchdown, but they stuffed them twice on inside the two yard line, and they forced them into a penalty that took them back a little further. That's what, how they ended up throwing the ball uh, to score the touchdown. But I think the run defense was once again outstanding. I think that that's going to be maybe more so than getting sacks or or stuff like that. If they can create pressure, maybe not get sacks, but force some errant throws. Uh, uh, the Argos threw what I think two interceptions tonight. Uh, Kelly threw one, and did Thompson yeah. throw one too? I don't think. Can't recall if he did. I know that Kelly threw one near the end of the game there, but uh, let's see. Oh no, Austin Simmons threw that when he threw. He threw the deep ball that cats right. off, which is like, what are yep. you doing? Trying to make this, trying to make a roster, and you're throwing in in double coverage with bloody bandit back there. Like you know he's gonna. He's going to get interception like every third game. So he didn't have one against the Owls. He was getting one tonight. When he's on the field, teams, teams. I mean, I'm happy that they're throwing around him, but teams got to figure out how to throw to this guy because he's got like a. He's going to have like a million interceptions. He had like a ton. He played, I think I saw when he was getting drafted. He had like thirty something games in at UBC, and he had like something like seventeen to twenty interceptions in those games. Like the dude has a nose for the football, so. This is some free advice for any offensive coordinators out there, players out there that are listening. Stop throwing the ball this way because you're not going to get them. Yeah, you mentioned Cam Kelly uh, earlier. He had a, he had a great game, I thought. Um, you know that short side linebacker position. I I, I think he's going to be that guy that takes that spot. Yeah. That you I know agree. that he had last year obviously keeps that spot. I should say. Yeah. I, I well, it's like I said about the kickers and the punters. If the guy who is coming in to take your job. If you're even, I, you go with the guy that was already there. And I don't really think that Alden Darby was really in the mix to take that position. I think they're looking at Darby. He played a lot of boundary uh, halfback tonight. I yeah. think that's where they're looking at him, especially with Cario Brooks nursing an injury. So, I mean, we didn't see a ton of the start. Like defensively, we saw a lot of starters. And let's when the starters were in there, they held them to a bunch of field goal opportunities, which. If that's what, even if they give up a ton of yards, if, if they're not giving up touchdowns, that's all that really matters at the end of the day, right? It wasn't until mm-hmm. the second half when the backups were in there that the Argos started to, to actually. I mean, they only scored one touchdown on the game, so it's not exactly like they were. There were yeah. like, like I thought they I mean, moved. I thought they moved the game, no. Yeah, I thought they moved the ball well, but yeah, you're right. They didn't end up, you know, putting seven points on the board. So. Um, except for that one time. So, uh, anything else? Did you see? Like, did you see anything from uh, Jake Bird tonight? Because I didn't didn't, see much. I didn't really notice him tonight at all. I I just wonder if maybe they're not – maybe they're saving him for the regular season because you're not going to show all – like, it's it's very vanilla. You're – you're like, I mean, look at some of the things that they did in situations. Like, I I know the the Ticats radio crew were – like, the second to last – like, the last offensive play the Ticats ran 
where it was like second and 15, second and 14. And they ran the ball and it was like, oh, it's to keep the clock moving. To me, it's like, yeah, it's an exhibition game. Let the let the guy go back there and see if he can make a throw and, and, and you end the game there. They, they, were kick, they were playing that too safe for me, especially for, for a preseason game. I, I think I would have preferred them to throw the ball and see what could have happened. Because obviously at, at, at the end of it, it didn't really make a difference. The Argos got the field goal anyway. Bad punt and all that other sorts of stuff. Uh, but there's one – oh, you know what? There one, is something I want to talk about. And it's actually something that Ticats radio crew brought up. Punting from the end zone because of those hash marks could be a bit of an adventure this year because now those hash marks are basically, you know, parallel to the goalposts. So if you're on one of those, there's there's a possibility right. that an errant punt could smack off a goalpost and that it could make things kind of interesting back there. I noticed it tonight because uh, the Argos had a couple of kicks, a couple of punts that they had to kick from their own end zone. Well, it was in that kind of no man's land where maybe you take the safety, maybe you don't. In a preseason game, I don't think you're taking the safety. And I mean, I wouldn't take the safety anytime, but it was in that spot where it's like, man, if this doesn't, if he doesn't hit this flush or if he doesn't go to the side or take a couple steps, like I could see that, that one of those unintended consequences of this new rule, right? Like I could see that being something that we kind of have to look at going forward. And maybe we could see some, some really crazy stuff happen on special teams because teams are punting out of their end zone and they got to v- avoid the goalposts. Would that be a dead ball if it hit the post? I it it's got. Like, I'm not right? sure. Yeah, you think so? But then, but what like, would the, would it be a safe? Like, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, would it, I I think I would have to. I, to me, it would. If, it, if I again, I don't know. I'll have to look up the rules. But to me, it would be a dead ball and a safety if you're punting from mm. your end zone and you hit the. Because it's like it wouldn't be fair if it's a dead ball and like the other team gets it at like their own thirty-five or whatever, like. On a normal yeah. balls, like if you throw, like I mean, if if you're a quarterback and hit the goal post, you have dead ball, it's another down. But if you're punting, I just, I I mean, I'm sure it's happened in the past at some point, but I'm just wondering if if like that that that's the only outcome I could see is that you the the team that would have received the the kick gets two points, and then they got to do like this the safety punt from like the twenty yard line or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting. Uh... Interesting thought there. Um, now you want to get into our projected starters now, or sure? Because I, I, you got nothing else to say on the game because I don't really. Uh, not really. You like you know. I'm it, I'm it glad was a, to it watch. Was a pretty bad game. Yeah, it was, and I'm and I was going to say I'm glad to watch the Ticats play anytime, but uh, preseason games. Um, I'm excited for them when they come up, but then when they're over, I'm glad it's over and we're into the regular season. So uh, I don't really have much more to say on those games <clears throat> or this um, game did we get any questions per chance because i know you put out a call for questions for tonight maybe we can get into those before we do the projections yeah you want to take a peek i don't know how to go backwards without uh, stopping okay, yeah, this uh, i'll open up uh open up twitter on my desktop here i'll see if we got anything we got nothing <laughs> yeah it's like oh we wait oh we got nothing <laughs> oh i guess maybe let me see here Okay. Yeah, oh, we, got we, we do have a couple. We do have a couple. So Tiger Stanley, who always asks us questions, so of course he's asking us one. Who do you think is going to be the punter kicker against Saskatchewan? Okay. Uh, my answer is kicker is going to be Domagala, punter is going to be Whitford. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I, 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 I got to agree with you. Even though Small has performed really well, um, I'm going to switch my decision and go, go with Domagala. Kicking and uh, Whitford won it tonight on the with the punting. Okay. Uh, Phyllis asked us, hearing Dane Evans got hurt at practice, any truth to that? Uh, none, none whatsoever. I was there on Wednesday, which was the last actual practice before Friday, or Thursday was just basically a walkthrough. 
I was there. Evans was there the entire time. He didn't play tonight like most of the starters just because they were never going to play. I got, I know we all got excited when we saw the depth chart and was like, oh, Tim White. Oh, this. And like, I don't think any of the starters on offense, except maybe the offensive linemen, saw any time whatsoever. So, no, there's as far as I'm aware, there's absolutely no truth to uh, to any sort of rumors that Dane Evans got hurt at practice this week. So we can put that one to bed. And I mean, we'll find out. I think they they start their their weekly preparations on on Tuesday for the regular season. So if given a chance, I'll go down to practice if I got the time and I can even give you a better update there, Phyllis. But for as far as I know, no, no, no injury for Evans. I think it was just uh, the case of they're not playing their starters this week. And we see that happen in the, in the preseason, right? One week the yeah. starters play and then the other week they don't. So to me, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything to it. And then Jim Martin, of course, always got to ask the question, do you see any hope whatsoever for the punting unit? <laughs> I, I say yes. I was actually, you know, buoyed by the fact of what I saw from uh, from uh, what's his, uh, Whitford tonight. So, I mean, you, I think you're, you're you're obviously less so than I am. I mean, I'm not. Ha- I, I, we got the question on the pod this week about bringing in John Ryan. I'm still all for that. I, someone mentioned. I don't know if I remember who it was. I wish I did. Ty Long being available. I'll take Ty Long as well. I mean, he's probably going to find a yeah. job in the NFL, but. If, if there's an up there, I think they'll go with Whitford. If there's an upgrade at punter, I will happily take it. Yeah. Things can change throughout the season, right? I mean, that always happens. Yeah. If, if there's a problem, then they can always, you know, reach out to someone else. So hopefully, uh, you know, Whitford's the guy and he, and he performs well throughout the whole season. We don't have to look for anyone else, but uh, if so, then uh, that's the way it goes. We'll see. All right. You ready to get into this uh, starting roster stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's ones where we can just kind of fly through them, right? We both got Dave, yeah. we both got Don Jackson. I don't know if you put down Jake Bird as a fullback, but he's going to start at fullback. Like yep. those ones, we don't really have to discuss. What does your receiving core look like? Because that's the one where there is at least one opening, potentially two, if Braylon is out for any extended period of time. Well, yeah, obviously Brent Asson. You know, if he's not out for a long period of time, um, Tim White, Dunbar. Uh, I think you'd have to go with. Unger right now is a Canadian. Um, Durant, once he comes back. So, you know, I think that that would be the five, unless they're going to go four and one, um, which they might, right? Because there's a lot of talent on this team. So, um, but if I had to guess, that would be my five. I'm okay. So I did this on the assumption that Durant will not be playing week one. So, okay. like you, I have Tim White, I have Unger, I have Dunbar, I have Addison. Obviously, if he's healthy, he'll play. If not, like I'm, if Addison's healthy, he's obviously in there. So that leaves to me one empty spot. And I went back and forth tonight. I literally had it written down: Emmanuel Butler, Anthony Johnson, Emmanuel Butler, Anthony Johnson. I'm gonna go with Anthony Johnson to start the season. The touchdown catch tonight, I think, kind of put him over the top. It was it, we didn't see the route because we of the camera angle, but he was a good three four yards behind his his defender, and Newman just threw an absolute perfect strike to him for the touchdown. If Addison doesn't play against the Riders, however, like let's say he's on the one game, then I think Butler starts as well. So give my receiving core with a healthy Addison as Stephen Dunbar, Tim White, Braylon Addison, David Unger as the Canadian, and Anthony Johnson as the fifth receiver. That's good. Now, I, yes, I didn't think that was like, the, I thought just like the season, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously Durant's not going to be starting that first game, so. Uh, I'll go with your Anthony Johnson pick there too. Then now the offensive line, offensive line, Josh. 
Okay, so left tackle, I got Travis Vaughn call. What about you? Yeah, yeah, Vaughn call. Yep, he's the guy, I think. Left guard, Revenberg? Yep. Center, because of the injury to Coulter with Manzig, I got Alex Fontana. Mm-hmm. This was a tough Gibbon, one. Gibbon, right guard. guard. Right guard, I had Jesse Gibbon, but he played a lot tonight, so I think it's going to be Kyle Saxlett. So I'm going to have Kyle Saxlett as my right guard to start the season, and then I'm going to end it off with, with obviously, the future Hall of Famer, Chris Van Zyl, as my right tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, but I, I had given at the right guard position because I didn't yeah. know. I you wasn't think, sure. You think, you think they'll start the season with Saxlid, who they gave up all that draft capital for, as a backup? No. I I thought he was nicked up, so I didn't know oh, if okay. uh, he would be actually in the lineup. So, um, yeah. But it's, I, I know for sure it's probably not going to be Okafor. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, no. But he might be better. You know, Okafor – they must see something in him, right? Because they've kept him around for so long, and maybe he was just in the wrong position at left tackle. Maybe he's better suited for a guard. Well, he's got to be. Well, I mean, he can't be. He's not suited for left tackle. That's for damn sure. I don't. Yeah. Think, I think he, the only way that you can play him is at guard. I look. We've said we spent probably way too much time talking about Ko before than we should have. I'm still not impressed by him. So. If, if he's starting, I'm concerned with whatever position he's at. So hopefully the offensive line can stay relatively healthy because I really don't want him getting in there. Now, I haven't heard much about that guy they brought in from uh, Alabama. He's kind of... Um... He, didn't show up for, he didn't show up for camp. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's... He was put on the suspended Whoa. list. Him and another one of the other tackles was put on the suspended list. And uh, right, it was the same day that they announced, like, oh, Vance Isles going on the injured list. So probably got, like... Oh, buried in the, in the news, yeah, because like, because yeah. no, it's an American rookie tackle who gives a crap. Yeah. But no, he okay. never he never showed up. So, okay. I mean, they they put him on the suspended list that retains his rights instead of just outright releasing him. So, I mean, I I'm gonna make the assumption that he's he's done playing football and we'll never see him again. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but it looks like Vaughn Call might be the real deal. So. I'm hoping that he is because obviously I'm always concerned about that left tackle position. But uh, you want to move to the defensive side of the ball now? Yeah. What's All right. Uh, yeah, defensive line. Let's start with that. Who you got on uh, defensive end? Uh, my defensive ends are Mason Bennett and Julian Hauser. What about you? I got Carney and Hauser. Um, okay. Now, now, obviously, Bennett, um, you know, would be the way to go if you, you can uh, ratio wise. Um, but I just, I don't know why I just like Carney from what I've seen from when he's been in there. So, um, I'm probably wrong on that, but I, I'm going to go Carney and Hauser. I like Carney too, but here's my issue. If you don't start Bennett, you only have six Canadians. Cause you got, if, if, if well, I mean, you, you went with Durant in the receiving core, but we're, I think it's safe to say that Durant's probably out yeah. for a weeks. That yeah. means that you only yeah. have the four Canadian offensive linemen and Ungerer and not to, you know, spoil what we're going to talk about the secondary, but then you got to delicate in the secondary. There's six. You have to start someone somewhere else. It it can only be Mason Bennett as as the defensive end because I don't unless you, the decision is you start Carney at end and Micah Johnson becomes the rotational guy and you start front. Right. We have that weird like forty nine percent rule that's back in play now too, right? It is. is it, that six and, and, and one, I, and one I or Micah would work for that. Because he's been in the league so long. So you could start Teddy and use Micah on that for you. But then do you, do you really want Micah Johnson only playing less than half of the game? I don't know. Yeah, there's, um, there's too many bloody roster rules in this league. Just make yeah. it. Yeah. 
Start this many Canadians, and that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's it. Should be that way, but uh, I don't know. They they you know in the first CBA they had the forty nine percent, and they got rid of it, and then they went back to it. So um, it's it's overly complicated, but it is what it is, right? So um, the linebackers are pretty obvious. Some morning Lawrence. Oh, who, 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 who you got a defensive tackle? We didn't, we skipped them completely. Oh yeah, well the defensive tackles are pretty obvious. Well, Mike, Mike and Dylan. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Then we can move on. Yeah. Okay. Now we got the linebackers, uh, Samori Lawrence, Santos Knox, and maybe the only question mark would be uh, Cam Kelly or someone else, but I don't think so. I think those are the three guys. What do you think? Yep. Exact same. Simone, Jovan Santos Knox, Cam Kelly. I don't think there's any questions there. Yep. Now, secondary. Who do you got in the secondary? Let's hear that. So I think. Even even though he's hurt, I still think I would this this is what I would roll with even if everyone was healthy. Jamal Roll, Alden Darby, Richard Leonard, Siante Evans, and Tunde Adalake, I think would be my starting five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm the exact same way. Um roll with the cornerback, weak side cornerback, weak side halfback Darby, safety Adelike, and then Leonard halfback and Siante Evans cornerback. Yep. So it, it's basically it's pretty close. This lineup that started the game is pretty close to what we're uh we're going to be looking at it the, in the first game of the season. Yeah, because Bennett sat out tonight, and so did Micah. And in their place, they put Carney and Teddy. So that's I think that's kind of your – what we're going to see is Bennett as the – well, I'll say the starter, but I don't think it'll really matter. And then when Bennett comes out, they'll bring Carney in, and they'll take Micah out or even Dylan out and bring in Teddy. So I think that's where you'll see sort of the, the ratio swapping there. And then obviously on offense – with with guys like Sean Thomas Erlington and and the like. And I thought, oh, you know what? Speaking of tonight's game, I thought Keandre Smith had a very nice catch and run tonight. I think mm-hmm. he put some good stuff on tape that I mean, I don't think he was really in danger of not making the team. He was their second pick in the draft. I know he went in the fourth round, but he was the second guy they selected. So I think he's gonna get an opportunity to to actually be on the roster come week one. So there's options when you're talking about swapping in and out. And then for for specialists, we already talked about kicker and punter, and I mean Poppy White's guaranteed. I mean Lawrence Woods put some good stuff out there today, and could make for an interesting guy to to get in as a as a returner. But I think given what the team has in Poppy White, I don't really think you can you can take that job away from him. You can at least have reinforcements with a guy like Woods, mm-hmm. but I feel like Poppy White's still going to be the guy at least to start the year. Yeah, it's one thing to return a you know a punt. For a touchdown in the preseason, but we got a guy in Poppy White that, you know, did it in a playoff game and, you know, turned the tide in that playoff game because of it. So we know he can do it when the pressure's on. So I don't think there's any question that he's going to be the starting uh, returner when the season starts. No, I, I, yeah, there's no question. I don't think there's any question marks there. I, and you look at the roster, like you and I were pretty close on on having the same guys there. And I really do truly think the only thing that's, that's really up for grabs right now, in my opinion, is that fifth receiving spot simply because with Durant and Turnowski injured, I can't see them going with two Canadian receivers. So no, I think it's going to be American. Bad. And I think that that's, it's going to be one of these rookies. And I think all the guys there's, there's four American rookie receivers that I, I really high on Johnson's the one on the highest on, but I really liked what I saw to Butler tonight. And I've really liked what I've seen out of him in camp. And then there's Andrew Boston, and I think his name's Tony Brown. All those guys have have shown flashes of being pretty darn impressive. So, again, it's only preseason. It's training camp. Everyone looks great in, in preseason training camp for the most part. Like, it's – it's I, I don't want to put – 
put too much of an emphasis on it, but I, I really liked what I've seen out of all of them. I think any of them could be given, if given an opportunity, could make some plays. But right now, I think Anthony Johnson's the leader in the club bus. I liked what he did in the first preseason game. He caught the touchdown. I've been really impressed with him in camp. I, I just think he's, he's had such a strong showing these last two weeks that I, I just can't see them not going with him if, as I suspect and as we suspect, Lamar Durant's going to miss some time and they're going to have to go with four American receivers. Well, well, once again, the uh, the Tiger Cats lose in a close game to the Argonauts and go one and one in the preseason. Uh, next up is the regular season opener, and we're very much looking forward to it. Our next uh, recording will be um, this upcoming week. It'll be our predictions show, so I hope you guys can all tune in and listen to that. Uh, download that episode because it's always a lot of fun. So, uh, for Potsky Wee Wee, I'm Mike Graham. I'm Josh Smith. Eat them raw. Eat them raw.